and welcome back to the hottest marriage show in our house. It's I, John D, and Kanika, aka yeah. In Too Much Podcast. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for asking. Um, how was your week? Uneventful. Really? Like when, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, when you're when why why are your weeks uneventful? Are you like you just you just go with the flow or? Um, yeah, there was nothing too pressing, nothing that stressed me out. I just kind of was able to do everything without any big problems. Got you. Well, this week uh, ending is well, yesterday ended teacher appreciation week and nurses week. Mm-hmm. And um, this is by far the the best teacher appreciation week I've ever participated in. You almost missed it by not coming back to education for a second. I know. I think uh, the school that I work for they really do uh, go an extra mile for teachers or educators in the building, staff, and it was it was awesome. Every day was something different, um, and even the kids. Uh, they brought things and it made me feel like maybe I wasted all the other 19 years because kids were bringing me stuff. Like before kids used to bring me food, but now it was like items that I could bring home. And it yeah. was it was pretty cool. Um, I was talking to our son today and I said, um, do you love me? He said, yeah. And I said, how do you know? He was like, uh, what, 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 what is love? What, like, what, like, what is it to you? So the question is, what is love? How do you know that you love somebody? I can tell you my answer. Okay. Um, after you give us yours. No, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he asked me that, I was like, um, I love you because, well, we love you because we want only the best for you, and we're willing to use our time to find solutions for any of your problems like these things that we do for you we don't do this for other people and it's not just because we're your parents but it's because um we know that you can develop a better product when you're happy and and i we started talking about anxiety and uh being overwhelmed Mm. and and i told him like there are other people that are overwhelmed and have a lot of anxiety, but we're not looking for solutions for them. And we love you so much that we want you to be able to share with us so that we can help you find answers that you don't have to find because you're not old enough or experienced enough to be able to come up with those answers. And I said that um, I didn't feel like this before. I told him, like, I wasn't, I I didn't love you guys in the beginning because I didn't know how. And I was like, over the course of time, I learned how to love my kids. And I can see when people say it, why they mean it. Like, um, before, I I loved them. I I didn't want anything bad to ever happen. But the things that I do now and how I think about them, it shows me that it's levels to love. And they made me appreciate the journey of becoming a better father and husband. So overall, I just told them, it was like, you know, you're willing to do things for people that you love so that they could be in a better place. Mm-hmm. So what is love to you? 
Um, I don't know. When I think about who I love versus who I don't, I guess that's true. I have, um, I want to do what I can to make sure that you're safe and you're, you know, comfortable and safe. Yeah. Taken care of. Um, I do that for people that I love. Another thing I do for people that I love that I don't do for anyone else is, um, I step outside of my comfort level or what I want to do when I'm, you know, I'm, I'm moody sometimes, but you know, there are people who can ask me to do stuff and I'm like, no. And then there are other people that they'll ask me and I'm like, okay, push yourself out of the bed. Let's go do this. Or let's go. Like if the kids are like, can we do this? Look, if I ain't like y'all, if I ain't <laughs> love y'all. <laughs> I wouldn't, but you know, I have people who call me and they'll be like, you know, people I know, and they'll be like, Kanika, do you want to do this? And I'll be like, no, no, thank you. But if someone that I have a very close relationship with and I can say that I love them, if they said, Kanika, uh, let's go do this or I want to do this, I'll do it. So, yeah, and so what I'm hearing is that you will consider doing things with people that you love. That even though you may not want to do it, but you love them that much for them to feel that type of happiness that you're there. Yeah, because it's not it's not hurting me. And if anything else, it just if I can make them happy mm-hmm. somehow, even just by my presence, then I'll do that. Even if it's not something I want to do or I'm not in the mood or whatever, I'll get in the mood so I can so they can be OK or be happy. And so I think um, even like. You know, over over our the course of our time together, um, another thing that I learned is making space for people. So, um, like when we were in Atlanta, we had people living with us all the time. And prior to being with you, I wouldn't even consider people. I There is one thing I don't do is let people cross that threshold and stay with me. But it got to the point where I understood, like, you know, that's another way that I can stand in the gap for somebody when they need it. And it and to provide somebody a space when I I protect my peace and my space at home, my family, as much as I do. Mm -hmm. If I open the door and say, come in, then that's another way of knowing that, you know. I love you because that's also stepping outside of my comfort level. And it's okay for me to make myself a little uncomfortable for them to be okay. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, people I don't love, I wouldn't even consider. I'd be like, well, what else could you do? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, what do you think you could do to make that happen? And it won't be anything I'm offering from me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like you, but. There's a love I have for certain people, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how I know I love somebody. If I if I make myself a little uncomfortable to know that they're gonna be okay or they're happy or whatever, I'll do that. Mm. You know, so listening to you and it kinda made me think about the conversation Dallas and I were having after we got to the love part and I was telling them about boundaries. Mm. And he was like, Did you always know how to correct ba- I mean make boundaries? I was like, No. I was like, how did you learn? I was like, after your boundaries get crossed so many times, 
you have to come up with some type of solution. And I told him I became a bully. He said, you were a bully. I was like, I was. But I didn't know I was a bully. I was just making sure that nobody was going to cross me anymore mm-hmm. without getting it, getting hell. Yeah. <laughs> and listening to you, I've always, since I moved out of the dorms in 97 to Spartan Village, uh, my roommate and I always had somebody <laughs> that was in a peculiar situation that needed you know like they had to rest for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a couple weeks up to a couple months Mm -hmm. and it just became like a regular behavior because to me I already knew I was going to do well in life I like and I was like they're not preventing me from getting to my goal why can't I do it so then when we moved together like I remember you said you asked and I think maybe uh Coop was the first one to move in right I don't know. Maybe so. Yeah, I think he was the first one because he was transitioning from Orlando to Atlanta. Yeah. And then uh, we let my sister move in, I think. My brother came. Yes. So I'm thinking like I remember you were you didn't even like I don't even think we discussed about Coop. I just said, hey, Coop's going to stay here. Yeah. And in my head, I thought that all people thought it was okay. I didn't know that I had to discuss this with you. And. I know you were like, so how long he's going to stay? Is he going to stay? I I was like, he's trying to buy a house. You know, we talk about this every night and and never crossed my mind that you were thinking like, like, when is the end date? Yeah. (laughs) The boundary. When is it? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and what I'm leading to is that when your brother moved in, you created a boundary with him that I didn't even know. And I thought you were going to create that boundary. Like, we had the conversation, and I thought we were both going to talk to our tenants and be like, all right, y'all. But it ended up that I did, and you didn't. He immediately was like, okay. And he was like, let me get, you know, I'll I'll be ready to do whatever, whenever. And it was, it was oh, it was difficult for me after he left, and Derek was still there, and I was like, this was not the agreement. Like he could have just been here. See, that's you what, I'm, what saying. I'm saying. You, you had an agreement. Yes. What I'm saying is, is you I didn't and I understand looked, it. We like looked at it totally different, different way. Absolutely. Yeah. And I learned later. Um, I oh, learned, I didn't know until my sister came. Yeah. Oh, when she came, it was like going on and on for months. Yeah. And then. Cause in my head, I had already said that she could be here to a certain time, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. This is what I learned from you. Like, and this, what, what kind of worked out by me learning this is that she was going to take advantage of us. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that in my head, she reminded me of that, what I would do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just stack this paper, but she wasn't working at the time. Mm-mm. And she was coming up with these excuses of why she couldn't work. And then this is when I realized that you were serious. She was like, Hey, you need to have this conversation with her. And I was like, I will. But I had to get under the influence of alcohol because (laughs) I felt like being sober, I was going to be super mean. Okay. And when I was under the influence, I didn't care about how it was as long as you got this message. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. Okay. Yeah. She wasn't hearing me, but I knew she would hear you. But I don't even think your language was the same, though. No, it wasn't. So, like, you didn't talk to her like you talked to your brother. Well... With my brother, I wasn't mean. I was just like, hey, 
you know, um, you said X, Y, Z. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that's coming up. With her, it was like, um, okay, so, you know, what's going on with this job? Oh, well, you know, I can't find anything. Well, you know, well, have you applied to this? And then I started bringing stuff home. Yeah. You know, here's an application for this, application for that. It, but it took you because at that time we were also dealing with like y- you were the end all be all. It was your her brother's house and yeah. my brother, and my brother. And so when I said stuff, it didn't really carry the same weight yeah. as you. So it needed to be you saying it. But, you know, one of the things I learned that I didn't know in the beginning with is that it's not cut and dry of I just need this amount of time and then I can go. Because, um, you know, later on, when my younger brother came down and they were transitioning to an apartment together and then they came to both came to stay with us then to me, it wasn't no deadline. I knew that they were going to leave when they were when they needed to. So I didn't say anything in however long they needed to be there. But I didn't know that in the beginning. I thought in the beginning you were supposed to be like, all right, it's time to go. I didn't know that, you know. There's like a soft ending. Yeah. So like you know what the, I'm saying? See, in, in, in the, my prior experience of having people live with us, I never told them that they had to get out. They got out because they, they did what they were supposed to do. Correct. So yeah. in my head, my sister was in that category, but I didn't know where she was in life to know that she wasn't in that category. Yeah. And with you creating a boundary for her, I think it helped her mature in areas that she didn't know she was capable of. And I wouldn't have been able to do that because I would have been like, just kind of like, uh, what is it called when you kind <coughs> of, you're like letting it play out, but you're not getting the results that you think you yeah. should get. Yeah. So like, like you taught me that what I was seeing wasn't what I was really seeing, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, talking to Dallas about creating boundaries, I said, typically, if you don't have parents to sh- tell you different ways to create them, that your boundaries being crossed so many times is going to allow you to create a threshold where nobody can cross again. Yeah. Or you're going to just not deal with people anymore. Well, I think my mom taught me that because my mom was very even in her conversations about how she would handle things at work. Um, She would come home and talk to us about work if there was a certain situation, but it always, there was always a firmness in how she handled it. And like, it was done. Mm -hmm. We're not going to drag this out. This is what it's going to be. And even, um, and with the idea of people living with us, my mom, she, I think I've said this before, like she would be like, okay, so what are your next steps? But nobody ever came to live with us, even if they had a hard time. So I didn't get that. And, and at one point, um, we had to, um, we had to leave our house for a little bit. Um, and we stayed with my aunt, my mom moved us in there and was like, if we have to find another place to be, she was looking for another place for us to be. And then when it was time for us, everything was cool at the house. So we could come back to the house. We didn't have to have an apartment. She like snatched us back up out of there. And we were back in house. Like my mom wasn't one to be in other people's space. Uh And so that's what I thought I was supposed to be doing. 
But I mean, it's not a problem. It's not a problem for me now understanding, but there are boundaries and how you set boundaries to me is really based on your relationship with the person. Cause there are certain people that aren't going to require you to call them out. Yeah. And then there are other people at will. And I didn't know that part either. There were certain people I didn't have to say anything to them because they already had stuff in mind and they were going to do what they were going to do. And then there were other people that it's like, if you ain't going to say nothing, yeah, I ain't going to say nothing. So, yeah. And I think that not just with living with people, but I think that with a lot of situations and in, in setting boundaries, there are going to be some people that's like, I'm going to do what I do. And if you ain't going to say nothing, I'm going to push a little bit more and I'm going to push a little bit more and see how far I can go with it. And there are other people that are like, I'm so grateful that, you know, you're allowing me to do this particular thing. I'm not going to go no further, mm-hmm. you know, because I want to, you know, but it just depends on the person, I think. Yeah. But setting boundaries for me was like cutting off a space for myself where I could be and nobody else could go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess learning to set boundaries is it's a lot easier for me now. But it just kind of got to that point because I didn't realize how important boundaries were until I was talking to Dallas again about, um, you know what he said to me? Mm. He says he knows that you treat kids differently in the home. What? Yeah. He said he can recognize it. And not only that, I said, you know, I know that also. But I will say this, that she treats you like the dogs. Oh, my God. And I'm going to tell you why. There's a level of firmness that the dogs don't understand or your son. Like um, when your son crosses your boundary, it doesn't look, it doesn't sound like he's crossing your boundary. It sounds like you can do it again. Cause I'm a laugh. It's almost like I told him, I told him that about the kid that was bothering him at school. I said, he really enjoyed your company. It's just that he didn't know that you were serious about your boundaries. And mm-hmm. if you, I said, you and your mother have a problem with, um, being mean to people mm-hmm. and especially about the, the people that you care about. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm not saying that he cared about the kid like that tonight. He just didn't know how can he set the boundary without making the kid not like him. Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like um, with you and the dogs, like when the dogs come up to you and they jump up on you in my head, you are supposed to say no and knock them down they keep doing it like she's going to pick us up and carry us. <laughs> into, like They're 50 pounds. I'm not going to. No, but I'm saying is. like they are so like and like know. even with Dallas, like sometimes I can hear like you mean seri- you're serious, but it doesn't sound it. It sounds like it's OK. I'll accept this, you know. So overall, I think that being that you guys have this relationship, the mm-hmm. relationship that you do have, he models that a lot. And he doesn't understand. That's why I was like wanted to talk about boundaries because like majority kids his age don't know unless you've crossed it. And then you see this other side like, uh oh, mm-hmm. like no kid says I want to keep poking this kid until they want to smack the heck out of the kid. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Nobody says, you know what? I wonder what he will do if I keep doing this. How far? Like. I see that in the movies and we discussed that in the movies they show the the most extreme circumstance like they over exaggerate things. Mm-hmm. But overall kids don't want to do that to each other but they get there because there's a level of um 
I don't tolerance mm-hmm. that some kids take and mm-hmm. others don't. And I feel like at Dallas's age, if he could learn that part, because I told him that once you establish boundaries at a young age, nobody won't cross them. Yeah. Because you already know that if it goes too far, you're going to turn into a different person. Yeah. And and I told I told you I told him that you know like what's so crazy is that you said that you learned about boundaries earlier with your mother, but I crossed a lot of your boundaries throughout our yeah. relationship, and I was like she loved me and she really cared about me and she didn't know how not to hurt my feelings or what, whatever. I just mm-hmm. kind of like, and I was like, she was really trying to make it work. <laughs> and, and yeah, no. And looking back at it, I'm like, I just told him, I was like, I was just immature. I was not knowledgeable enough to know I was doing what I was doing. And I was so immature that I would say, this is who I am. She married this person. She knew who I was before. Like, she's got to accept that. Not being mature enough to be like, I don't have to be that person anymore. Mm-hmm. And when I learned I didn't have to be that person anymore, I became this this guy that only wants you to feel so jubilee on the inside. This, Jubilant. Oh, okay. I was like, this dude said you. Okay, well, I appreciate that. But you are right. There are certain people that I didn't create boundaries with. I didn't know how to create boundaries in a relationship. Oh, I know. I'm looking like you saying that. And then I'm thinking about the relationships I had before you. I didn't know how to do it in a romantic sense. Yeah. Um, But I've learned that that's not serving anybody. Not at all. So, But it, when, what's one good thing about it is that you don't ever have to worry about that again. Yeah. I know it took a long time. But one thing also that the kids will have a great model of what it looks like. Yeah. And to me, I feel like that's what a lot of kids are missing when they're being raised because their parents don't even know how to do it. I mean, think about it. Look how old we are for us to just now figure out, like looking back, okay, that's what it was. I didn't know how to set that boundary before. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I felt that way because I let it go too far. Yeah. You know, so even with him, I told him, I was like, you know, being having anxiety and being overwhelmed, that's a part of life. Mm -hmm. But you need to know when it's going too far where it can create a different person. And if you don't want to become that person, you're going to have to put up like flags and say, "Okay, I'm getting there. And then you're going to have to address it, Mm -hmm. because if you don't, you're going to you're going to cross that threshold. It's going to go further and further. Mm -hmm. And it's the further it goes, the more person the person you become is further away from the person you really want to be yeah you know so just making him aware of that because i feel like day's really good at (laughs) (laughs) i think she's probably the best (laughs) day is probably the best in the entire house about setting the boundary because she will like she will just be a loner though like when you're really good at boundaries it's really difficult to make friends yeah yeah because well, with her though, I think that she's very open to friends. Oh yeah, I, but, I, I believe. But but yeah, in the case of like if somebody crosses her boundary, like she'll let them know that it was crossed, and then you're gone. Yeah, <laughs> like you have a very short time period to like correct it because yeah. she's already in their mind has decided that she's this is not going to work. Yeah, you needed to have come and corrected it immediately. Like so. Yeah, was, even if you correct it after the fact. If she's had too much time to think about it, like she, she don't even her. give you the chance to recover. Yeah, somebody crossed day last spring and 
they didn't talk for the rest of the school year. And then the girl tried to um, talk today during lunch this year. And I said, well, what'd you do? She said, I didn't talk. Yeah. I, I'm still going to have lunch by myself. I'm not going to have lunch with her if that's the only person that's in there. And I was like, golly. I know. And I think that's one thing we need to discuss with her, too, because, like, people can be mean. Mm-hmm. But overall, I don't think they want to be mean. It's like just bad behaviors. Yeah. And I think that maybe she matured because I'll tell you this. It takes a lot. To go back to a person that you crossed. Mm -hmm. They didn't come to you and they came to like she matured. I didn't think she was like, let me make friends with Day so I could do this again. Yeah. No, no, no. But Day was like too late. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she was. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, I think overall, I think the love that I've learned to have for you guys made me realize what I could focus on and try to help and be more aware of with boundaries like Mm -hmm. so learning to how to love and to know what a boundary is for each person to me i feel like makes our family uh happier to be around Mm. because i told him i was like you know i know you know sometimes you when you don't want to be around us you'll just go downstairs you put your headphones and put yourself in a different location i enjoy being around you even if you're not talking to me i was like i I love this part now Mm -hmm. and I didn't know and talking to my barber today he was like you know a lot of people don't understand that today kids are gone he was like it's really good that you you can create this relationship with your family the way you have and I'm happy it makes me feel good and warm on and warm and tingly on the inside that's good definitely um anybody you want to give a shout out before we get out of here All right, so a fraternity brother of mine uh, has fallen. Ninety uh, six Delta Beta, the Great Coppin State Kunta. Um, he died in a freak accident and weightlifting competition. And I wanted to give a shout out to him because, you know, when I was going through this change, he was one of the few that reached out to me and said he loved what I was doing. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You don't need anybody to get better." And he was like, hey, if you have any, he was really holistic. He practiced holistic uh, practices Mm -hmm. and he really believed in nature and all of that. And he showed me a different part that helped me elevate where I am. And he's passed and he was a really good person, like overall. Um, And I just wanted to give a shout out and prayers for understanding, patience and I hope they get the message on why he had to die. And I know like people don't believe some people don't believe in that, but I believe that anybody who leaves, there's a message for somebody. Mm. And the message I took, we need to appreciate every moment we got. Cause you never know, like it was a freak accident. So don't even don't take that for granted because yeah. anything can happen. But um, shout out, to everybody impacted by that death and may he rest in whatever being he is in now uh y'all make today better than yesterday don't worry about anything you can't control g-a-t-a get after that action or that action will get after you be great on purpose boom